After reviewing much of the history of the Bnei Israel throughout their travels in the Midbar and laying out several of the consequences of their past actions and some for their future actions as well, Moshe Rabbeinu makes the following appeal in Sefer Devarim, Perak Yud, Pasuk Yudbeis, V'yatah Yisrael, Ma Hashem Elokecha Shoel Mi'imach. And now Yisrael, what does Hashem, your God, ask of you? Well, what in fact does Hashem ask of us, the Bnei Israel? So the truth is that might actually depend on how much further along we're willing to read in this Pasuk and the Pasuk that follows. It also might actually depend on how far we're willing to travel into another dimension, a dimension not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod, a journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database of the Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Akev. and if you enjoy these shirim and you want to partner up with us here at the database with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or if you want to join the database's podcast WhatsApp group for updates of upcoming shirim, or every link for every uploaded share, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Now, once again, we actually have to finish the Pusik that we started to see possibly what it was that Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to, the one thing, it seems, that Hashem asks of us. Because at first glance, it really seems like more than one thing. But there's a famous drash that we'll get to shortly that seems to imply that there's really one thing that Hashem asks of us. Now, that also needs qualification, not only because of this Pasuk in front of us and the one that follows, as we see what looks like a larger laundry list of things that Hashem actually asks for, but we know that even with this introduction, that Hashem asks us for many things. Among the 613 mitzvot, there's certainly more than that on this uh, than, than what we find on this list. So we really need to qualify this entire statement, this entire introduction of what it is that Hashem asks of us. So we'll get to that a little bit more when we move over to Drash. But just to start off with the Pashab shot, we'll read the Pasuk and then look at some of the Pashtunim. So, says Moshe Rabbeinu, Just that you shall fear, you shall revere, you shall have, have awe of Hashem, your God. To walk in his path, right? The mitzvah of it sounds like that we mimic his ways, we mimic his midos. And to love him. Also to serve Hashem your God. With all of your heart and all of your soul. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu is not done there. That was Pasukid Beis, but take a look at Pasukid Yimel. Moshe Rabbeinu keeps going. Hashem to safeguard the mitzvahs of Hashem, to observe them. and his statutes. Asher that which I command you today, for your good. So the question once again is, what exactly is the emphasis over here? What does Hashem ask of you? And it sounds like a lot of things. It sounds like we're asking for Yiras Hashem. We're asking for. So what exactly is this all about? So, um, the Ramban um, says the emphasis really goes back on the end of the Pasuk. When, uh, when, Hashem, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, all these really difficult things it sounds like Hashem is asking us to do, all of that really is meant to be for your good. And because it's for your good, that's why, even though it might seem like it's challenging, like it's unattainable, but because you realize and recognize that it's for your good, what does Hashem ask of you? Hashem just asks that you do yourself a favor, says the Ramban. And that's that's what really what the emphasis is of what it is Hashem asks for you of you. Hashem asks you to do yourself a favor. And that entails a lot of these other things, but ultimately it's Latovlach. However, contrary to what we're gonna see in 
the Gemara and Barachos. Rashi, um, and when we get over to Drash, Rashi's going to quote a Gemara and Barachos. That's going to suggest that the emphasis is really on the beginning of the Pasuk, right? The, the emphasis is on Yira, that Everything is in the hands of heaven except for fear of heaven, meaning Hashem controls everything, but the thing he does not control is Yira. So, and, and where does he get that from? Where does the Gemara get that from? He gets it from this Pasuk that Hashem says, what, what do I ask of you? The only thing I ask of you is Yira. The problem is it seems to ignore the whole rest of the Pasuk that follows. But the point that I want to focus on now is what, what else the Gemara discusses there. The Gemara says, now one second, you're saying it like Yira is a very easy thing, a small matter. And the Gemara says, yeah, well, to Moshe Rabbeinu, something like Yira Hashem was a very small matter, but for us it's a large matter. So that really needs to be qualified. Is it really true that um, Yira is a large matter or is it a small matter? Which one is it? The Gemara seems to indicate that for most people it's really a large thing. And when Hashem asks, you know, or when Moshe says, what is it that Hashem asks of you? And the answer is that Hashem asks for Yira. So really, it's a big thing. So that really needs to be qualified because why does Hashem or why does Moshe present it in this way that he's speaking to an audience that for them it's hard, for him it's not, well, then the emphasis seems to be gone. Is Moshe Rabbeinu not aware of whom it is that he is talking to? For, you know, he's mentioning something that for him it's easy, for them it's not easy. And he says, oh, come on, well, what's, what could be so difficult? So that's going to be addressed in the Nitziv and the Bechor Shor. Al-Pip Shat, the Bechor Shor, believe it or not, says that Yira of Hashem is actually a Davar Kal. He says this is something that really should be easy against the Gemara which says that this is really, for most people, a very difficult thing. At least Al-Pi Pshat, the Bechor Shor, says that the baseline Yiras Hashem, there might be different gradations of Yiras Hashem, but says the Bechor Shor, anyone who has a basic understanding that Hashem is the creator of the world, everything is, is, is in his hands, the ability to end life, to grant life, the ability to punish in any which way, then Yiras Hashem should not be a difficult thing. Anyone should be able to attain that at the end of the day. And the Bechor Shor goes on to explain, now one second, is it just Yira that Hashem asks for? It sounds like he asks for a lot of things here. So explains the Bechor Shor, the emphasis of what it is that Hashem is asking from us is really on the, the first few lines. That the, and the, the emphasis that, that the Bechor Shor points out is, is on Ahava and Yira. Ahava and Yira, explains the Bechor Shor, are the only things that really Hashem could ask of us. Why? What about all the rest of the mitzvahs that Hashem asks of us? So listen to this. The Bechor Shor explains that really every single mitzvah that we are obligated, required to perform, at the end of the day, those mitzvahs all are dependent on whether or not Hashem will enable us to actually execute those mitzvahs. He gives the different examples of having a mezuzah on a house. Well, who says you're going to have a house? Hashem determines if you have a house or not. You have the mitzvah of bris milah, pidyon aben, for your Bechor son. Well, who says that you're going to have a Bechor son? So all the mitzvahs that we would like to be able to perform, tzitzis, I'm going to give any example, the mitzvahs that we're able to do, sukkah, right? Well, who says you're going to have the wherewithal to build a sukkah? Hashem enables us to do the mitzvahs, 
But the decision to do the mitzvos, which emerges from Ahava and Yira, that's something that, that only comes from us. That explains the Bechor Shor, is what it means. And perhaps it brings light to HaKol B'Deshman Chutz Shemaim, which we, which the Gemara Darshans from our Pasuk. But the point is, the decisions that we make through our Ahava and our Yira, which has to come from us, that's what Hashem asks of us. The rest of the mitzvos, technically, Hashem can demand of us, but He can't ask them of us in the sense that we can provide something that Hashem otherwise would not be able to bring to the table. When it comes to Ava and Yira, that's all on us. That, now that Nitziv has what seems to be a creative reading of the Pashup shot of our of our um, Pasuk, our Psukim, he, he addresses several questions. For example, the question that the Gemara already raises, that is it really a small matter? The Nitziv assumes, like the Gemara, that really the Yiras Hashem, the Yiras Hashem that would keep us from ever doing any Avera, right? Is that really something so easy like the Bechor or saying it is? The Yiras Hashem, the, not just, you know, that you fear punishment. Perhaps the Yiras Hashem, that you just always recognize that Hashem is watching you. That really isn't something that's so easy. Would Hashem ask us in a way that's so unattainable? Would, Hashem, would He ask us something that we are, um, you know, um, unca- incapable of doing? So the Nitzv explains that there are actually different groups of Klal Yisrael that this Pasuk is addressing. And that which Hashem is saying, that which Moshe is saying, what's the thing that Hashem asks of you, it's really a different request from each of the different groups. And basically what the Nitziv argues is that Hashem really asks that we all try our best. That's really what is being described here. Now when it comes to Ava and Yira, explains the Nitziv, that's talking to the Zikanim, the highest level people, that they have to do that. When it comes to just you know fulfilling the mitzvos, so that's something that's being issued to the commoner, common, uh, you know, common individual of the Bnei Israel, who maybe is not on the level of loving and fearing Hashem in the most requisite form. So at least to, to safeguard the mitzvos and explains in a sieve, interestingly, he says, L'tovlach, that which you're being told to do for your own good, that's being spoken to um, the, the women and the children. I mean, you can look at the Nitziv to see exactly what he means by that, but uh, but the Nitziv explains how each part of this pasuk is addressing a different member of Klal Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu said it in this overarching form, in this in this in this umbrella form. But the point being that for each individual, what Hashem is asking is just try your best, and that's something that Hashem should be able to expect of each and every one of us. But that's how the Nitziv explains it. Now we move over to Remez, where we find a bunch of beautiful Ramazim. Um, the Reme- the, the Famous remez that comes from the Gemara Menachos and Daf Mem Gimel Medbeis, which is cited by the Balaturim, it's cited by the Das Tikkunim, that um, when the pasuk says Ma Hashem Meimach, what is it that Hashem asks of you? So the Gemara says not to read it as Ma Mem Aleph, what Hashem asks of you, but as Meya, Meya, which means a hundred. This is based on that Gemara, which explains that that um, um, at the time that there was a there was a Magefa, there was a plague. David Hamelch made an institution of reciting one hundred brachos a day. That's what we have to do. What does Hashem ask of us? He asks of us that we should recite 100 brachos a day, um, essentially. But what exactly does that mean? What does that have to do with everything else that's described in this Pasuk? So we'll get to that shortly. But just to add to this remez, the Balaturim and the Dasakinim, they, they, they also point out, um, or at least in the Balaturim it's pointed out, that the word ma in atbash is yud tzadi. Yud plus tzadi, 10 plus 90, equals 100. So ma... Not only if you read it Maya, but Ma, you read it by itself and you and you flip it with Atbash, where um, you know that's going through the Aleph base in the reverse order, that Aleph equals Tuf and Base equals Shin and so on and so forth. So that also equals one hundred. Very cool. And they also point out that count all the 
um, count all the words in the Pasuk. If you count all the words in Moshe Rabbeinu's um, explanation of Hashem's one request, so take a look. It ends up being that there are 100 words in this in this uh, appeal, which is also very, very interesting. So now let's come back to our, our, our question, which we started raising from Jirash, that the Gemara seems to indicate that the whole question here is a question of Yira, the question of of having fear in Hashem. But aren't there many other things on this list, as we mentioned earlier? So what exactly is being described here? Right, so um, we'll, we'll first start off with the Kliyakar, who addresses the Gemara Brachos, which asks, Is Yira of Hashem really something that is so small and easy to attain. And the Gemara defends that suggestion by saying, well, yeah, for someone like Moshe Rabbeinu, it was. Okay, well, what about the rest of Klaistral, namely his audience, uh, for whom this is not such an easy thing? So why would you present it as though it's an easy thing? Is Moshe not aware of his audience? And the answer is, explains the Kliakar, that apparently, um, when, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to the Bnei Israel, for Moshe Rabbeinu, yeah, it was an easy thing, and because he was communicating with the Bnei Israel, the Dordea, and because it was Moshe talking to them, Moshe is able to say that, yeah, this is a small thing, and because he was saying it directly to them and he lived and overlapped with them in that same generation, because of their connection to him as their Rebbe, for them it was something, it was an expectation, that for them, at that time, it was also a Milsa For them it was going to be something that was small, based on their connection to him, which would suggest that for us, Maybe today, this is a very big matter, a very hard thing to have, the Katnas Hadoros. Yeah, for all of us, it's hard to have um, Yeras Hashem. But to Moshe Rabbeinu and his audience, that was, a, that was an appropriate expectation. And it's no less an appropriate expectation of us, but it's something that perhaps is a little bit harder. And we have to recognize perhaps a couple of things from this Kliakar. Uh, number one, that yeah, we are on a lower generation, and Yeras Hashem is something that we have to work really, really hard to attain the right level, maybe even higher than the level that the Bechor Shor referenced earlier. But beyond that, we could also recognize perhaps the bond that we're supposed to have with our own teachers and our own Rebbeim, that if there's something that they are calling upon us to do, if we have a connection to a, to a Rebbe, to a Rav, to a Rabbi, whoever it may be, then that, uh, that in and of itself is a calling for us to see, can I attain a level similar? Because apparently if my Rebbe can do it and I'm connected to my Rebbe, I should be able to somehow find the wherewithal to do it myself. That's what we find from this um, very interesting Kliyakar. Um, and of course, some uh, next relation to So then we continue finally with So the Megala Mukos in Kuf Ayin Gimel 173.1. And there... In a very long piece in the Megala Mukos, I'll just um, skip to the part that's relevant to us. He comes back to the remez that we mentioned earlier of Mea Brachos, the idea of reciting 100 Brachos. And let's return to the question of what does 100 Brachos have to do with this Pasuk about the one thing that Hashem asks of us. And also, let's address the question of why we have um, several things on this list, and the Gemara seems to point to only Yira. So I'll actually address that first because I meant to address that when we were doing drash. But the idea, think about it, that yes, of course, Hashem asks us many things. He asks us the entire Torah of 613 mitzvos. But what do we see from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu starts with Yira? So the idea, essentially, is that Yes, of course, Hashem wants us to do many things, but how many things do we need to do on our own before we get the ball rolling? Is there a key? Is there a secret to the rest of the Torah, to unlocking our observance of the rest of the Torah? The answer to that is Yira. 
once we have attained Yira, and this is what the Gemara is understanding, once we have attained Yira of Hashem, then that Yira of Hashem will govern our every action so that we can love Hashem, that we can walk in His ways and follow all of the mitzvos. And this way you can read the Pasuk like this, Ki'im li'ira, that you have to fear as Hashem elokecha, la'lechas b'chadrachav, thereby to walk in all of His path, to love Him, to serve Him, to safeguard the mitzvos, and so on and so forth. Meaning once you have your as Hashem, then the, then the whole world of Torah is your oyster because you're able to do everything because now you've attained your Hashem. That's the key to everything. Now, once again, what does this have to do with Mea Brachos? So uh, the Megala Mukos offers another interesting remez focusing on the three generations. He says there are three generations before we finally got to Avram who recognized Hashem. He explains that the word Mea, Right, so he says that um, the, 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 the mea brachos are meant to be metakein the sins of three generations. He says mabel, enosh, and haflaga. And if you look at the Rashi Tevos, mabel, mem, enosh, aleph, hey, haflaga. So we have the flood, the door of enosh, which started of Odazara, and haflaga, the dispersion. So the Rashi Tevos are mea. He says they are 100. And he explains, He says, really, the reason why the Bnei Israel had to go down to Egyptian subjugation in the first place was to rectify these three generations. And he says, He says, this is why Avram was 100 years old when he um, was able to finally bear Yitzchak. Why? So, um, and, um, and he explains also, Hashem says regarding Sodom, am I going to hide from Avraham? So look at the Rashi tables. That's He, Aleph, Mem. Flip it around, Mea. Rashi Tevos is 100. But again, what does, any, what does this have to do with anything? So what we could explain is how this will also help us understand why we try to make 100 brachos in a day. What was the problem with those first three generations? Very simply, it was a lack of, rec- lack of recognition of Hashem's presence in the world. There was no Yeras Shemayim. As, uh, as Avraham explains to Melech regarding Sodom, Rak in Yeras Elokim There's no fear of Hashem in this place. These three generations had no recognition of Hashem. Why was there a Magaifa? David apparently understood, uh, he, he, he understood and assumed that there's not enough recognition of Hashem. Why make a hundred brachos in a day? Because if you make a hundred brachos the right way, you increase a hundredfold your recognition of Hashem in the world. That is why we make a bracha. And that will help us with all the other parts of the Torah that Hashem wants us to do. By having that recognition of Hashem in our lives, that is what Yeras Hashem is. Because if someone recognizes that Hashem is there, then he's going to have that Yira, that awe, that reverence, and that understanding of the consequences of his actions. That comes first from recognizing that Hashem is there. And with that, we should be Zoha. So all of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu is asking from us in this Pasuk, to be able to unlock the entire Torah, starting with that Ahava and, of course, that Yira. The 100 Brachos, yes, but, but importantly, what they represent, what's their purpose, to have that recognition of Hashem in the world.